Hey guys, welcome to the Just Danny Podcast with your girl, me, Danny. And you're here, and I am pleased, because child, I really dig your company. So, let's have a conversation and see what the internet done brought us this week. Did y'all get the chance to see that Jay-Z just been named the first billionaire rapper? He's a billionaire, guys. Like, we gotta... Ah, <laughs> you know how the soundboard, lack of a soundboard sounds go. We gotta use what you got, right? So, uh, that's the round of applause for Jay-Z becoming a billionaire according to the Forbes list now you know there's a lot of other black billionaires but he's the first rap billionaire rapper so I was reading the story because this story hit on so many news feeds you know I was out there on the Googles doing doing my internet street walks because you know that's what I do I walk this internet so that you and I have something to talk about so I was it's everywhere like it just kept popping up I was on Google and you guys know how the stories you know are, are on the Google when you when you get on the site on the app and like every time it it would be like somebody talking about the housewives and then somebody talking about uh the person in office at the white house and but in between all of that it would be another story about jay-z so i was like at first i skimmed past it because i was like yeah jay-z i see but i would like i wasn't really reading it no lie i wasn't but then i was like why do i keep seeing this so i click and i'm like oh i see you do first rapper billionaire Forbes list holla at you so I was like well let me see what he's doing that makes him you know a billionaire and they say that Jay-Z has a lot of valuable holdings one is that he is has some ownership in a champagne company I'm not gonna try to uh, pronounce it because I don't want to mess it up but there is you can look it up yeah I'm sure if you google Jay-Z champagne company they'll tell you exactly who it is he also has a stake in a cognac um company it's called um Duce. now there's a Duce Palooza um festival there's also they all mess um mention Duce now in all of the rap songs so you know if you're not familiar look that up I ain't never had none but he's in that he also has the um title streaming service which is kind of like Spotify and in uh I- iTunes you know you could just stream music that's that's the one that Jay-Z and I guess Beyonce started together. I'm not sure if she has her name on it. I can't believe, I can't see why she wouldn't, but title is um, there. He also has $50 million worth of real estate and $70 million investment in Uber. Um, and then his music, of course, which they say is also worth of at least uh, $75 million on its own. Because he has the publishing rights to most of his music, which, you know, is awesome in its own. So, shout out to um, Jay-Z for being the first billionaire rapper. Now, I hear that 
Puff, Diddy, P. Daddy, however you want to call him, Sean Combs, you know, how, whatever name you take him to go by. I hear that he is fast approaching the billion dollar rapper entertainer uh mark two i know that there was a time when that was supposed to be like a little race between the two of them you know a healthy race though between the two of them so i'm sure we're going to see diddy showing up on this list soon too and so shout out to the black men doing big things out here in these streets because we need that we need somebody who teach these young men that you know you can do lots of things the capabilities of coming from one stage and moving on to another stage is always possible depending on your drive and your self-motivation. I guess with it being so sunny outside this weekend, I just was in my like nature mode. So I went to the aviary this weekend. I never go to the aviary. <laughs> I haven't been to the aviary. Literally, I haven't been there in about 20 years. I swear, I don't think I've been since my oldest children were like little. And it's changed, of course, because if it's the same thing in the same way it was 20 years ago, I probably would have been like, mm-hmm, just like I remember it. But it looks really good. Now, this is the Pittsburgh pit. Listen to me using my Pittsburgh accent. This is the Pittsburgh aviary. And um, people in Pittsburgh always say P-I-X instead of P-I-T-T. So <laughs> that's what I mean is my Pitts- Pittsburgh um, accent. So the aviary was, it was pretty awesome. You know, my favorite bird is a penguin. So I just wanted to go in for the penguins because originally I thought they weren't going to have penguins there because Pittsburgh also has a pretty good uh, zoo. And so they have a great penguin exhibit at the zoo so I didn't think I was going to see any penguins at the aviary but lo and behold there's penguins all over the city apparently so we went into the aviary we saw bald eagles and uh, I learned and I know some of y'all gonna be like duh Danielle but you know the bald eagle ain't bald (laughs) y'all He ain't walking around looking like George Jefferson on top of his head. But we saw the bald eagles and um, the flamingos, of course. There were macaws that we saw. We saw huge pheasants. And these things were just walking around. Because, like, when you go, I don't know if you guys have aviaries. I never visit any cities and people are like, oh, let's check out the aviary. So I don't know what you guys got going on in y'all cities, but. When you go to our aviary, there are lots of birds that just like walk around like there were these uh, uh, pigeons, but not regular pigeons. They were some kind of like they were blue and they looked really cute. I don't know what they call. I'm not a bird expert, but they were just like walking the floors. So you would go in sections and these uh blue pigeons were just walking around but walking past you you know kind of like hey move out my way and the pheasants too were doing the same thing it was a great time though there were all kind of birds just flying around and doing their own thing and you just got to see you know it it smelled though I just I wasn't up for the smell but it was really cool 
I didn't get to feed a penguin. I wanted to, but the feeding time we had just missed. And the next one was like in two hours. And the aviary really doesn't take uh, two hours to walk through. So I guess if you do like feeding the birds where like there's a, a sample where you can pay extra and you can hold bird food and they have like trained birds that come down and swoop down and you know feed off out your hand I was not trying to do any of that but here's something that was totally cool they have a sloth at the aviary and my man was way up in a tree he wasn't trying to be bothered but some people call me <laughs> some people say I have a sloth like attitude when it's time to get myself prepared to go anywhere I don't agree with them, but some people would like to try to say that. So when I saw the the sloth, I was like, is this my spirit animal right quick? I don't think so, but it was cool to see one. I can't really say I saw a sloth up close because he was so far up in a tree. You, There were lots of people who were like, you know, looking at it and still saying they didn't see it. But we definitely saw the sloth. The people point, the people who work there did point the sloth out. So I, I'm not just making it up. Uh, and apparently the sloth just got back there or something. I don't know. Maybe it was on the world tour. I have no idea. But it was a really cool experience. If you ever come to Pittsburgh or if you live in Pittsburgh, I would suggest checking out the aviary. It was a good time. What else did I do on the same day? Because like I told you, I was in my nature mood. Uh, I went down to what we call the point here in Pittsburgh. But it's where Pittsburgh has three rivers. That's what we're kind of famous for is the three rivers. I know we, we're called the Steel City. But one of the other things is that we have three rivers that meet at what? what would be the point and you go down there's like a big uh park which we call the point state park and they have festivals and you, you can go there to see the fireworks and you can sit on the river and watch the boats and things like that so we went down walked through the grass and um one of the cool things about the point is there's this huge uh water fountain that you know goes high up in the air and when the breeze is right it blows on you and you can sit on the fountain and some people put their feet in the fountain and you know you can't swim there or anything but you can you know have a cute little time there it's great to go on a date it's great for you and your you know group of friends to walk down it's a nice walk both you know in and out of the park and you can sit on the benches along the river and just sit there and think and laugh and joke and play and all those kind of things so we thought that it was the three rivers arts festival which is a pretty big thing here in the city and so we went down there because we could see some food trucks when i was going across the bridge uh but actually the food trucks were on the side of the bridge that i was coming from so we just sat at the point got a little breeze from the water and then you know walked back but it was a good time i felt like you know i was just out and it was breathing some fresh air and not cooped in the house because of you know the cold because we get gloomy and uh, rainy days here a lot in Pittsburgh so because it was such a nice day 
I, you know, was there. Now I had a, a little bit of a problem staying hydrated because at one point I was just way too thirsty, but I'm working on my water intake guys. So don't, you know, don't even get worried about it. I just really did feel like I had a great weekend. Of course I went to church and, um, then I just kind of went home and chilled out, which for me is not regular. So I, you know, I really appreciated my day. I was able to get some things accomplished at the house that I wanted to do this weekend. And I went like grocery shopping for some items. I don't go grocery shopping enough. Like, the, like I, I think I said before, all of my children are grown or um, so close to what society call, you know, calls grown, grown or legal that, you know, I, they do a lot of their own shopping people. Some of them don't even live here anymore. And so, you know, I went grocery shopping for myself, which was nice. I was like, look at this bill. Not so high. I just had a couple of things and I mostly just buy fruit cause I wanted to make a fruit salad. I didn't get to it yet. So maybe today will be the day. We don't, who knows? Anyway, I think I had a really good weekend. I just sat on my porch for a little while and just, you know, took in the sun. I was able to just like, you know, have a calming moment and a meditative time with myself. And that's great. I hope you guys did have some good um, weekend weather as as we did here in Pittsburgh. I spoke to Summer. She's down there in Atlanta and it was super mad hot down there. And I was like, I am. This is one of those times when I'm glad that I'm home. But she said that she had a great weekend. She spent a lot of it doing um, baseball with her son. But shout out to the moms who were doing that this weekend. You know, all the sports and whatnot. Oh, we had, you know, we still had some of the prom kids going. So I looked at a lot of dresses. You people who have kids going to the prom this year, y'all been doing the thing. Okay, I think that I saw a lot of cute dresses a lot of um classy dresses um and so if anybody from my city is listening I think I saw your baby this weekend if they went to the prom I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of them and good job to you and all the other people parents grandparents guardians you know who have been assisting with the children getting to the prom shout out to y'all because I know number one it's expensive number two I know it's emotional I've done it a time or two myself I know it's emotional because you start saying like this baby ain't my baby no more I'm starting to see a, a whole ad- adult coming through they not adults yet but I can see the adult budding in them and so you know it's it's like the end of an era when your child goes to the prom because that means that that graduation is coming up and you know it's just an emotional time so shout out to all of you who assisted in the upbringing of these children and shout out to some of you children who had to do a bit of it on your own shout out to you too because that's a hard journey as well anyway I had a great weekend I hope you guys had a great weekend too you know I got some stuff to talk about So the fact that it's um, Pride Month, I wanted to just, you know, send a shout out to everybody in the LGBTQIA community. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am aware that there are other letters that fall under the spectrum as well. And I want to shout out to all of you who find yourself under that umbrella. Someone sent me a message yesterday that I thought was pretty cool. So I thought I'd read it to you guys. It says... 
you might be in the closet, you may have just come out, you may have been out for years, and you may have just found out that someone you know is LGBT. You may be struggling with the idea that your son, daughter, or a family member is gay, but no matter what your story or situation is, I want to wish you and your loved ones a happy Pride Month. Acceptance is important because accepting someone for being 100% authentic to who they are is the way we grow as a community and a neighborhood. And most importantly, it's how we thrive as humans. Now, that for me said a lot. It just means that it doesn't matter what stage you are in. You deserve to be loved and accepted. And I 100% agree with that. I hope you guys are out there celebrating yourselves and your friends and your loved ones. I also hope that you guys are safe. Now, this weekend, I know in Pittsburgh, it's Pride Weekend here. And so there will be a lot of activities. And I'm just challenging the people in this city to be kind and um, respectful, even when you don't agree and or understand uh, different different um, life situations so you know just have fun be safe be mindful watch who you go places with watch where you go watch where you you know where you leave who leaves with you make sure that you're leaving with people that you know and that are safe for you um just because there's just a lot of dangers out there um and if you're leaving with other people make sure that somebody knows where you are going so that you you know we just want i just want you guys safe um you know but i want everybody to have a great time (laughs) wear your flags and represent for yourselves and um celebrate yourselves all day or month because that's (laughs) what this month is the whole month is celebration so why not use it As I told you guys last week, I definitely did watch the new Ayala. The Mitchell brothers did not fail um, with me again. I don't think it was as emotional a episode as it was before, but I did have some feels. There were some points that I took, of course, because you know I took the notes. You only get in that conversation on the Patreon. So if you want you know, that conversation, go ahead on over and join our Patreon on the $5 tier. And you and I can have a whole conversation about what we talked about. Now, there are two episodes because with the Mitchell brothers, how could there not be? So it'll be back on next week so that you can watch the second part of it. If you haven't watched the first part already, go ahead on and stream that somewhere. I'm sure that you guys have like an an app or a channel or something that you can stream it on. If not, ask one of your friends. I'm sure somebody got it. But like I said, that'll be up on the Patreon for the Patreon subscribers to the $5 tier. Now the $2 tier we already know is, you know, you get the quick shout out and that's for supporting and i appreciate you with that five dollar tier now that five dollar tier gonna get you that eye on the conversation and i know y'all know how i gets down over there so go ahead on over and join that patreon page patreon.com backslash 
IJS underscore one seven. That's how you find me. If you can't remember that because you've been you'll be listening to this podcast episode. You go ahead on and scroll down to the show notes and it's down there. You'll be able to find it. Hit that link. and You can go right on over there. And if you guys aren't on the Patreon, that's okay. Make sure that you are subscribing to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you are on shout out to everybody who's out there on all the platforms who's out there on itunes and spotify and anchor and Castbox and stitcher and everywhere that you guys are himalaya i'm sure i'm forgetting somebody but shout out to you listening over there where you at too boo because i i see you i understand like me and you we talking i got it um, so subscribe where you ask so you know that you're going to be getting the full episodes when they come out. Also, if you are on iTunes, I still looking for them reviews. I love them when y'all send them in. It's going to be great for me. And, uh, you know, if you want to do anything else, if you want to hit me up in that, uh, G- that uh, Gmail and tell me where you want to cash out the dollars to go hit on and let me know. But for real, tell it to your friends because when you share it with your friends, you share me with your friends and I become friends with you and we all friends together. That grows this community too and that's a great way to support as well. So thank you for your support. Hit up that Patreon or share this with one of you or share this with one of your coworkers because you know sometimes she need to calm and and I got that for her too. Shout out. Let's just talk about it, guys. This weekend, I watched When They See Us. Now, I told y'all on the last episode that I was looking forward to watching this, but I was not prepared. Okay. Ava DuBernay. Giving you them same claps, girl, because you did that. You told a story, okay? This was an amazing miniseries, I guess we're calling it, about this story of the Central Park Five. I really was blown away. Now, I will have to tell you that for me, the first episode and the fourth episode were hard to watch oh let me go ahead on spoiler alert (laughs) spoiler alert if you haven't watched the episode then you know watch the movie and then come back to me because I'm going to talk about it I'm going to tell you in my uh Kev on stage voice oh we gonna talk about it okay because it just was such a wonderful depiction of their situation now I I personally did know the story of the Central Park Five before this movie was coming out I had seen something about it you know years ago because you guys I've been walking these internet streets for years my feet is tired sometimes okay but so I've been watching this and I've been out here and this this is one of those stories that I tracked a while ago so I knew a lot of the situations but just there's something about when you read it and then the difference of when you can actually visually see some of the things it just was I know that there were so many people when I was on Facebook and when I was up on Twitters (laughs) when I was on the Twitters 
people were all talking about how they needed to take a pause, how they had to take breaks, how they just, you know, it was such a situation for them. And I I felt the same way. Like I watched, I watched, um, the first one, the first episode and I had to take a break mid episode and I already knew I actually saw the original tapes. Um, I, I saw some of the original tapes of the kids, you know, testifying because like, you know, you get out there on those initial streets, you can see all kind of stuff. So I did see a lot of some of the original tapes when they showed these young, young boys playing at, in the interrogation scenes. I was just my heart. So let me go back in this, um, mini series there were there were lots of celebrities a lot of actors that we you know we knew from lots of other things there was Felicity Huffman was in it um Michael K Williams who played Omar from The Wire um Niecy Nash and she really was she did a stellar job Niecy Nash was um in it Blair Underwood was in this there just were a lot of people that I was like, okay, I don't know her name, but the girl who was in that movie Pariah from, it came out a couple years ago. She was also in this. I, she didn't play such a huge role, but she did play a good role in the movie. Right. But shout out to the young men who played the, the young teenagers in it. Um, the for the original scenes when the boys were you know first arrested and went to court and all of that shout out to those guys because man they did a great job they did such a great job of playing confused and um t- you know tired and trying to convince people that they didn't do a thing that people were trying to convince them that they did do I think it was an awesome job but if we got to give any kind of special accolades <laughs> at my church my pastor would be like we don't do shout outs but if we did and like I'm I'm here to say I think I do shout outs though so I'm we're gonna shout out a young man named Jarrell Jerome. He plays Corey in the film. And child, when I tell you, this young man did some acting. I was just, it was, he did a, he just did an awesome job. I am definitely going to be looking for some Oscar nominations for him for whatever category this would be under. He deserves it. He just knocked the whole movie out the park. And now he, that wasn't until episode four. And it was amazing. It was amazing what the way that he played this role. And I just felt for them so much. And I felt for Corey a, a whole huge lot. Um, if you guys aren't familiar. And this this isn't spoiling the movie at all. Because you can find out all this stuff anywhere. The Central Park Five were just a group of boys. Who actually didn't even all know each other. Before this trial came up. Who were just happened to all be in a group of kids who went to Central Park and were playing in the park one night. It was the same night that a woman was raped in that park. 
the police decided to round up every young black male that was within the vicinity of that park. And these five boys happened to be boys who were rounded up. Four of those boys were out in that park playing around as, you know, young men do. This was all happened. They were all back in the house, I guess, by like 10 o'clock p.m. But they said, you know, apparently the city wanted to find a, a, a rapist. They decided that these boys were it. And that's all that it took. So, Corey, who was played by Jaleel Jerome, he wasn't even at the park. He was just friends with one of the boys who they accused of being in the park and raping this woman. This, these young men were held pretty much captive, pretty much against their will for uh, at least 14 hours and when I say young men these guys were like 13 14 15 years old Corey was the oldest and he was 16 at the time but he um had some learning dis difficulties and so they played off the cops played off of those learning difficulties as well to get them and these boys were just interrogated they were not fed they they could not sleep there was not a break they just were interrogated until they agreed to confess to things they didn't do because they were young naive boys and they were told that they could go home if they confess confess to being in the vicinity of this rape now there were a lot of inconsistencies with all their videos there was a lot of inconsistencies with the stories they were telling you can see that there was some coercion going on if you can if you actually watch the actual tapes but it's a hard thing to watch like i said it's hard to watch the actual tapes it's very hard to watch it in this miniseries. Um, these boys were convicted and they were sentenced to prison. And I believe they were sentenced to like six to 20 years or something like that. They had to at least serve six years before they could get out um, on parole. And most of them got out within the six years. Corey did most of the time that what they were sentenced to their time in jail was not easy because if you if you know anything about the prison um, hierarchy one of the the lowest on the, the the totem pole are the rapists and the only thing lower than the rapists are the child molesters and when you go into prison being a rapist or a child molester everybody else in the prison system does not like you and they do not treat you kindly and these are young men who were treated horrifically for a crime they never committed they had to come back out of jail and register as sex offenders which meant they they weren't getting no jobs if you can't if you could barely get a job as a felon imagine how much harder it is to get a job as a felon who is also a sex offender you you have to register that means that you have to let every community wherever you live know that you are a sex offender um and then you have to tell jobs that you're a felon and so that means that people are not going to hire you and that was horrific 
yes, they were exonerated. Yes, they the city had to pay out some money. Yes, these things happen. And what I wanted to talk about today is the fact that not not the fact that well no what I want to talk about is that when I was on the internet all I kept seeing a lot a lot a lot of the posts were about people just being angry 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 oh I'm so mad oh I can't watch this because I'm so mad I'm already I'm already 20 minutes in and I'm pissed and I'm pissed at these police and for me I was just like I think we missing a point here because we already know as a community that you know there there is a disconnect between the black community and the police and we already know that uh, there are lots and lots of brown and black men who and women who are have been wrongfully convicted and wrongfully even accused of crimes that they did not commit we we see this time and time again so to watch this and 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 you get angry I feel like it's some displaced anger and it's just another place, another excuse. Um, and, and excuse me if I'm offending anybody, but I feel like it was just unnecessary anger that we, that we didn't need to feel because we already know that that's what happened. I wanted to see more people and, and this is how I took it. So, you know, I'm just saying, cause this is my podcast and this is how I feel. I'm saying, I felt I watched this and I was not concerned with the Caucasians in this film. What I was concerned with was all of what these young men had to endure. I was sad for the, in this movie. I was so sad. I couldn't even sleep. Like after I watched episode four and I stayed up because I was trying to watch it with two friends who were also watching it at the same time. And we were doing a lot of commentary back and forth over the internet while we watched it from our own homes because wasn't nobody here with me watching it but <clears throat> I was trying to stay up and watch it with them because I wanted to be able to have the conversation and I just felt very very sad and I couldn't sleep I couldn't sleep not because I was angry but because I felt for these children and then they mamas like if when you watch the movie the horrible things that the parents had to go through one the fact that Corey's mom couldn't even get to him most of the time because they had him so far out that she couldn't even get to him it's hard to get to the prisons and I don't know if people don't know that but like it's not an easy thing like especially if you don't have any money if you are working a job that barely pays you anything this woman had to figure it out and he Corey was trying very hard himself to try to figure out how to help his mother be able to come see him because he ain't had nobody else nobody want to be your friend in prison when you accused of raping a woman and a gang rape like come on now because that's what they were really accused of and so I just felt for all of these parents I watched other documentaries that were the actual people and like listening to the the parents talk about the things that they wish they had done and the lack of understanding about what it was and then you know like they had lawyers that were not the best of course because most of them didn't have any money and so like even I think one of them had like a 
um, I don't even think he was a lawyer. I think he was like a real estate agent or something representing him. I don't even know what he was, but like, he wasn't, he, you know, he did like wills or something. He wasn't like a defense attorney. And so like, they just didn't have good representation. Their videos didn't make sense. These were parents who were denied the, the right to even sit in with their kids, but they didn't have like enough clout to fight it and, and to prove anything. And, and, you know, just the hardships, these mothers lost their jobs because their sons were accused of this heinous crime, which means I can't even, it's hard to put money on your books if I can't go to work. And just the toll that it takes on everyone it just made me so sad I just was just watching it with tears when those kids were in these confession rooms and one of the police officers would say oh what about your friend you know whoever Antron and two boys are like who is that because all these these boys didn't even know each other before they got arrested that night yes they lived in the same community but you know, a lot of you would know, just because we live in the same community does not mean that I know you. That means that we grew up in the same community. It's not like a community is like two blocks, you know what I mean? It's There's a there's a lot of space to cover and you may not been been able to go four blocks down the street to know the boy down there. And uh, if you're like in a city where I grew up, there's more than one school. We didn't all go to one school and we all know each other because we go to the one school. There was more than one school. And, you know, so depending on where, where you lived, you could be in one school and another person could be in another school. I know when I was in elementary school, there was a time when I went to one school and my neighbor right across the street got sent to a different school because technically they were in a different school zone so you know like these boys did not know each other and then now they have to be put on trial and they split up the trial so that the tapes didn't look as suspicious and there was just so much plotting and to be sitting there as a young boy who has to then stand up in court and listen to a judge say that you have to go away for at least six years when you're 14 years old I mean my goodness I was just saddened by what was done to them the injustices and the fact that after they were let off after they were exonerated after it was proven by DNA um testing that they had no connection to this crime at all the fact that nobody really there wasn't a big huge welcoming home from the city that sent them away with such horrible um intentions you know we're not gonna talk about it uh, just a little bit I'll just talk about of course you know the person that's over there in the White House took out ads against them calling for the death penalty he didn't have that much pull back then uh he was a you know he was a person who was impressive to people as a businessman but he wasn't even a good businessman but so yeah he did draw a lot of attention wasn't a lot of uh press for them when they got out, let out I'll tell you that there well not let out because they all served their full, they served their time. Nobody was let out 
Oh, well, two of them were, but most of them, most of these guys served all their time and then they had to have their records swiped clean, but nobody was, there wasn't a lot of press when that happened, not, not at all. And that for me is very disappointing. I was very, very saddened by this. I'm one of those people who gets very, very emotional, right? And... Like I said, one, I didn't sleep, but also even when I was the next day, it was heavy on my heart. I just didn't have, I I'm, I just can't lie. I didn't have space to be angry with no Caucasians for, you know, doing, especially in the police system for doing, you know, what they have been accused of doing, you know, time and time again. What I do say is, and I, you know, posted this up on a, on one of the pages that I have on Instagram. Um, shout out to Tammy Roman because I didn't know before this that the woman who was the prosecutor or the district attorney, I don't remember which one, she turned off all of her social media when this movie when this miniseries came out, I guess she didn't want to have to deal with any of the backlash, but I mean, she's still standing behind the fact that she believes these guys did it. And shout out to Tim Roman for being like, no, if you want to have that energy of they did it, they're guilty. And I stand behind it. Then keep that same energy boo and post up like, you know, she didn't do it though. And I guess maybe it's to keep her safe, but you worried about your safety now, but you weren't worried about the safety of these five men while they were, you know, growing up in horrific conditions because this, the prisons are even, you know, aren't up to code in a lot of places. And like, I'm not even going to talk about it. We just going to stop right there. Cause I'm trying to explain to you that I'm not a person that gets angry about <laughs> a lot of these things and don't have time for it. So let's go back I recommend that you watch this if you haven't seen it already I definitely recommend that you watch this I definitely recommend that you understand that you are going to need a break or two in between the two episodes in the middle they were um, really good the two episodes on the book on the bookends they are very impactful so you know you need to watch that now uh the city of course did after they sued the city and the police department or whatever they did they were awarded a substantial amount of money um I don't know how that money broke up or anything like that but I can guarantee you that it doesn't buy back your life and they suffer such horrific conditions that you know the the psyche when it's developing at a 14, you know, in that, that's their adolescent ages and it was developing and, and its development consisted of learning from, you know, other people who probably were, a lot of them were innocent or, you know, for some things, but there were a lot of very dangerous people in there as well. And this is who they were getting all their lessons from. So, you know, to come out six years later like if you think back six years like the way things have changed just from from today to six years but this was like the 80s and so like you know they came out and people had cell phones and now you have to figure out how to use one of those and it just 
things change, you know, in the six years, people were, are like using Ubers, like, you know, heavy. We weren't, you, I, at least I believe, I'm just going to say it. If, if I'm wrong, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just saying like, I don't think we were using Uber as much. I know Uber was out, but I don't think we were using Uber as much, at least not in my city. Um, we weren't using Uber as much as it is now. So even that, like somebody who goes in and it's kind of like, you know, you don't get in cars with strangers and they come out and it's like, Hey, take the cell phone and <laughs> you just go ahead on and get in the car. It's just going to pull up. That, you know, even that is different because one of the guys was saying, you know, when he came out, everything was so much faster. Like every, the, you know, the world just seemed so much faster. And you guys know and remember the Khalif Brada story. If you don't, you need to check that out. I don't know why you haven't seen it yet, but check that out as well. That's a tragic story in itself because of all of the mental anguish that he went through. And, um, one of the, one of the guys was speaking about how he came out, but because he had been living in prison so long, he didn't feel comfortable even coming out of his room, you know, for long periods of time, because that was what he's conditioned for. And then, you know, just being out in open spaces in the house and like loud noises and a lot of people just talking and you have to keep track of everything when you spend a lot of time trying to like zone some things out so that you weren't witness to, um, visually or optically, I think I'm saying the same thing, but you know, by eye and by ear <laughs> to be able to, um, you know, you wanted to make sure to try to like block some of that stuff out. Now there's so many things coming in and it, I just, you know, put you in a place and there's a lot of things that these guys didn't want to tell their parents that they, they saw or were, you know, subjected to while they were in there because you don't want to make your parents any more sad or nervous or scared for you than they you know than they already are and so there's a lot of things that you keep to yourself and you know I don't think that the city offered them free therapy sessions which is what they did need I don't know all I do know is that you guys if you're watching this and if you have watched this and you watch this with the mindset of being angry about what the police had done I think you missed the point of what Ava was trying to do because this story wasn't a story about the police this story was a story about these five men and their families and what they had to endure and the horrific situations that went on while they went through this experience so I would suggest that if that's what you did was watch this through angry eyes I would suggest that you go back through and watch this again with your heart um, ready for, you know, a kindness and an understanding for that, for those young men and their families. Because I tell you, the mind can withstand lots of things. And I'm thankful for these young men letting their story be told. I'm thankful for Ava DuVernay for having the courage to tell this story and um I just was proud to be a black woman who is in the community where storytelling is 
able to be done so shout out to all of the people involved in that production and shout out to all you guys who you know made it so that it was a good series that played through and again if you haven't seen it call somebody with a Netflix account because you need to get up on board on that and we did another podcast (laughs) uh thank you again for listening don't forget that i'm on the social medias each and every week i'm giving you all kind of stuff most days i'm up there most days i'm posting something i promise you you're gonna find something i got things to say if you're on my instagram you can see now that i've started doing my igtv videos as well so if you want a little bit of an extra push in your week or you know a little bit of conversation with me go ahead on and check those out that's so brand new it's it was such a hard thing to come out my box on that but I'm here and I'm ready so I will be giving you some more content on IGTV so be looking out for that and share those things like come on guys you can share those with your friends too so that they see what we what we look getting into over there hit that don't forget to double tap so I see that those likes are coming through over there as well I'm on Twitter again all the time I have little things to say up there too so you can find me over there and if you really really looking you can find the just saying podcast on facebook go ahead on and join in on that space as well don't forget you know i'm out here on these social media streets all the time trying to figure out what we need to talk about next and most importantly you don't have to take anything i say as fact guys after all i'm just saying <laughs>